What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Cross and Sauce podcast. Uh, my name is Riley Hahn. Joining me shortly will be my good friend, Cody Dagenstein. Um, thank you very much for joining in. We're pumped to have you as we try this podcasting out for the first time. Both of us are brand new with it, so bear with us as we uh, we go through the bit of a learning curve. Um, I w- before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing and kind of what this podcast is going to be covering. So, let's just get right to it. So the first thing, first and foremost, um, this is going to be an NHL based podcast, um, from a fan's perspective. Um, myself, I, I live in Alberta, um, grew up here. Um, so I'm a flames fan. My buddy Cody is, who's going to be joining us is, is an Oilers fan. Um, but we don't want to focus primarily on those teams. We want to, we want to reach the entire NHL as a whole, um, and I do talk about that later in the podcast here, but I just wanted to quickly say that right out of the gate that that we're we hope to to provide a fan's perspective from from uh, for for all teams around the league, excuse me, and yeah, not just be primarily like an Alberta biased podcast. So, um, in saying that, um, we could just try dive right into it. Like I say, we're brand new to it, um, so we are going to be learning as we go. So bear with us, bear with us as um, as we give this a try and make adjustments as we go, and hopefully we can improve each and every podcast. So uh, let's stop wasting time. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Okay, so I guess before we get going on this podcast, I guess like we should probably dive in a little bit about like a little bit about ourselves personally, about like why we're doing the podcast, where we're from. I'll go first. So my name is Riley. Uh, Cody is the other person to be on this podcast. Once a, once a week, every second podcast, we're going to bring a guy on. His name's Tyler. He does Tyler's takes. Um, but that's going to be the main three on this podcast. We're hoping down the road we're going to have guests that come on and kind of um, more or less do an interview situation on them as well. Similar to what you see on maybe like 32 thoughts or spin chiclets just on like a smaller scale, obviously. And from a fan's perspective, but anyway, um, in terms of me personally, um, I live in Cochrane, Alberta. Um, it's a small town, like 35,000 people outside of Calgary, Alberta. Um, grew up a flames fan, grew up North of red deer, which is a couple hours North of, of Calgary. Um, been a Flames for my entire life. Um, some of you might say that's shitty. I disagree. Um, I have an eight-month-old child, uh, daughter. Um, I'm in my last year of of uh, my finance degree. I take it online through Athabasca University. Um, and I just I have a couple of businesses I run, but that's it's pretty pretty minor stuff. And at this point in time, I'm just looking to put my useless hockey knowledge to good use and have a good time making a podcast. So that's kind of what, what's, uh, what's about me. So I guess I'll hand it over to Cody here and he can tell you the exact same thing, but his version. That's tough to follow. And it was, it was a tough one. It's kind of awkward when you talk about yourself because we'll get better at this. Trust me. We'll get better at this. It's just, it's a tough, it's a tough one to get through. So give it a whirl, give it a whirl. All right. So I'm Cody. Um, in my fourth year of sport management degree at Brock University in Ontario. Technically my third year, but I did spring and summer classes, so we skipped a year. I'm currently working three jobs, volunteering for one of them, so I guess 
two jobs and one free money job. Um, one of them's giving handies in the in, in the back alley outside of where he lives. <laughs> now you ruined it. <laughs> Volunteer work too. He doesn't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man, I have to fucking start over again. Well, that's perfect. Keep going. You're crushing. <laughs> okay, you, okay, you're Cody Dagenstein. Go start over. All right. So I'm Cody. We've been, uh, me and Riley have been friends since we were young children. We've caused a lot of trouble. Young um, box, probably what, five, six? Five, six. Yeah. Um, yeah, we go, we go way back. Uh, I'm currently living in St. Catharines, Ontario for school. I'm in my fourth year of sport management at Brock University. Um, I'm the general manager of the university's women's hockey team and then the video and analytics coach as well. I work for the Niagara Ice Dogs as an official off-ice scorer, and I work for a company called Stathletes that does video analytics and video recording, and they record stats and stuff during live NHL games and live pretty much hockey at any level. Yeah, I like hockey. I don't play really out here because there's not a lot of leagues. Don't know. He doesn't know how. No, I also forgot how. I haven't played competitively since I was 21. So no, it's such a thing. Let's like literally, it's such a thing. Like I like I said, I will touch more about it next week. But I didn't skate for three years, and I got about 20 minutes into my skate with these guys. The average age was 55, and I almost left because I my back hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, I get out on the ice every now and then with the women's team and push pucks around, but that's uh, that's the extent of my ice time. So I guess we can dive into the podcast aspect of it. So, I, you know, I I got the idea a couple of weeks ago because I guess say I'm at home with my daughter. I chose to be at home instead of work, uh, work, working away job. I have I was fortunate enough to be in a situation where I don't necessarily have to work a nine to five and be away all the time from her. So I'm home doing my schooling, like I said. So I was looking for a little bit of something else to kind of kill some time in the evenings. And we both love hockey. So I reached out to Cody and asked about this podcast idea. And he said he was interested. So I guess why, why, like, like what, 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 why does it appeal to you? I don't know. I just I find whenever we talk, we can really just kind of shoot the shit and just our conversations seem to flow pretty well. And we both seem to love the sport and it's sweet. I would say we have different opinions. It's going to be good because people will be able to see two well, different sad. sides. Yeah, so my thoughts exactly. Stick around long enough, we might get an argument. <laughs> oh, I would hope so. Like, as long as it's constructive, I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. No, no I agree. We need an argument where we throw stuff. Yes, that, well, as long as we film and make it for content, that's all I care. Yeah, it's true. We that's all that matters. Across the country. So, that's if, you're, if we ever do an in person one and it gets into a fisticuffs, as long as the cameras are rolling, I don't care. No, like I said, I think I agree. I think that we both have different different views on most things in terms of like, like I might see one thing one way, you see it a different way. Not necessarily that either of us are wrong. It's just the fact that we both are, we have a different mindset on, on different things around the game. So I think that's a good, good aspect. And honestly, in terms of like why we're doing the podcast, just I guess this could be our final point here before we dive into the podcast itself. But I, there's a lot of podcasts out there that, you know, that are professional, first of all, like, you know, you got obviously the, the 32 thoughts podcast. That's the very professional side of the the league as a whole. And then you have the, you know, spit and chicklets, for example, that, that is the more of the player side podcast. That's a little more laid back, but still is a very, like, it's obviously has a very large following. Right. Um, but other than that, from there, you kind of branch into either you're an ex player, similar to spit and chicklets. And like, that's, that's, 
you know, you just get that perspective where you can tell stories about being in the dressing room and stuff like that, or you have professionals that, that work for, for TV companies. Right. Um, other than that, you have small, small podcasts here and there that discuss, you know, their local teams, like, you know, here in Calgary, you have a couple podcasts. I won't mention the names, but you, you know, you have some podcasts that just focus on the flames and they're very small and they have a following, but they, for me, I don't, I don't see a lot of, fan-based podcasts that focus on the nhl as a whole you know what i mean like and i I don't think that there's necessarily a market that um that necessarily touches on that nearly as much as i think it should because i think for me and you personally like you cody you're you follow you're an oilers fan obviously but that doesn't mean you don't you don't sit down and watch you know a canes and and canucks game right like you you know what's that it's true. And I mean, I do it for work now, so I watch all sorts of games. But yeah, like I think there's a lot of people out there that have a general interest in the NHL as a whole. Like I, I, for example, I love the number side of it. I really like, I love the contracts. I love the, the, the cap circus that goes on. I love trades. I love signings. I love all that stuff around the league. And I, I just love watching hockey. So I think that there's a market for it. And I think that not enough people are talking about it. So that's kind of why I thought I wanted to get out there and at least give this a try. So that's kind of, the who, what, when, where, why, and how about it. So do you have anything else you want to add? I'm basically just doing it to hopefully get sponsored by Bud Light. So I don't know. Oh man, if we get sponsored by someone down the road, as long as it's Roman swipes, that's all I need. It's Bud Light for me. That's pretty much, then I just don't have to pay for What does RA say on Spinchers? Yeah, swipe it on and you're good to, good to, good to go. (laughs) Tyler can be our RA. They both don't have air. It's pretty much the same thing. Oh man, but he'd have to host. And let's be honest, he wouldn't be a good host. No, well, he's drunk. He might be further. Ad- uh, yeah, you know what? You are correct. The more drunk the Tyler gets, the better it is. Anyway, we should um, let's dive into the podcast. Are you good to get to make it happen? I'm ready to roll. Okay, all right. Well, let's dive in. So, Adam Fox, seven year, nine and a half million, sixty six point five mil. What's uh, what's it to you? No, I don't know. He's got a lot of promise. He looks good when he plays, but I mean, that's it's early. But it's another one of those ones where you could be looking at like the benefit of it paying him more now. And then in the future, when he gets better, looks like he pay off maybe a bargain contract later, later down the road, you're saying, yeah, yeah. He, it's one of those things where he's, he's clearly an offensive defenseman. Um, and he's going to be prop him and McCarr is kind of going to be the one, two in the league in terms of offensive production from the, from the back end for probably the next decade, I would say. Um, the one issue I have with it, I put on the, on our notes here, Five guys, $44.1 million. The New York Rangers, what are they going to do? They have Capo Caco. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, they have Caco, uh, and they have, what's his, uh, Lafreniere. Still on their entry levels, right? So once that's done, what are we, what, like, what's what's that going to look like? I don't think Caco's going to make that much. I don't think he's performed as well as he could. Yeah, that's, what is what is he at for points this year? He's got three or four points this year? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I don't know. I look at that and go, it's kind of, um, you know, they're looking into cap trouble here. Did you see Ryan Whitney's tweet? No, what did he say? I'm moving back to Edmonton for the playoffs. <laughs> he said he's moving to Edmonton. He's like moving back to the playoffs. So there's a full-blown wagon cactus club after games will be bumping. The thing that's wild to me, we could just jump into Edmonton quickly, is wild to me is that friggin' Koskin. And I, did, I when I saw Smith go down, I'm like, oh they're going to be losing game seven, six. They're going to be losing game seven, five, but Koskinen has been great. The guy's been good. 
I don't know. I'm worried they're going to run him into the ground. Oh, well, that doesn't come back. Because who? Okay, enough, so but. and I'm you're you're the Edmonton guy here on the on this podcast. What's like? I don't know who they're who. Who do they have? Who's the other guy? Well, it's Skinner. He was good in the WHL. He's played. They played is one game last year against Ottawa. But well, how old is he? I think he's, he's young. Play, but I think he's like 22, 23. Maybe. Okay, well, that's yeah. He's young. Yeah. As, other than that, like you, you've you Smith is what thirty nine years old. You have him go down, and then next thing you know, it's Koskinen. And thank God he's been good for you guys. But yeah, what what happens when he gets wore out? Yeah, they got a lot of young guys, but not a lot of coming and helping guys. Mm, yeah, but that's okay. You have you have two friggin' racehorses. Yeah, as long yeah, as long as you win game seven six, that's all that matters. Yeah, dry, as long as your guys are one to seven, that's all that matters. Yeah, Dry's had exactly. what tw- twenty points now in nine games. That's like I, I made a tweet on the. Uh, I, did you see? First of all, did it? Did you see that there's a? Uh, we got it. We have a. Um, we have a podcast Twitter account. Did you see that? I did. I followed it. Nicely done. Do you like the profile picture? <laughs> I do. It's me at a at a party. I'm just like awkward, trying to look as awkward as heck. Anyway, um, yeah, the um, I made a tweet about how like it's literally beer league. Like that's like people that get over two points per game, and like that's beer league. And McDavid and Drysaddle do in the NHL. Yeah, they both had like Drysaddle had about four points last night or four points the other night and like three tonight. He had three at least. I think he had three. Um, yeah, I don't. They're they're literally most two of the most incredible players to ever play the game of hockey. Their power play is off the rails. Literally operating at fifty percent right now. Fifty. Like it's, you, you take a penalty, you're pretty much guaranteed. You take you take more than two penalties in a game, and you will lose. Yeah, that's just pretty much simple. Edmonton keep can can stay even keel with with the other team for the whole the entire game on right like at five on five, and yeah, they just well, score like, a power play goal and that's over. Yeah, like you take like five or six against them, you're just guaranteed to lose. And the thing, like Drysaddle kills penalties too. Like the guy's a machine. I didn't even notice that. I didn't know that because again, I don't watch a lot of Oilers, Oilers hockey. No, yeah, no, he he does it all. He's a machine. Yeah, no, I made that tweet and I was like, it's just incredible to think about that because like you know way back when when I played beer league, you know, I you get three points in a night that's kind of like you that's a good night it's pretty good it's pretty nice night every night now, and literally <laughs> I, I can't remember who, it was a couple weeks ago now but it was like mcdavid in his last 18 regular season games had 47 points yeah i sent that to one of my group chats on twitter and i said it's like when you play nhl be a pro on rookie mode no it's literally it's 100 percent what it is sorry i'm sipping a uh actually it's funny it's a pink whitney vodka water I thought it was just water. No, it's it's no, 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 no. You got to drink. I have a couple of bevies every evening because that's the way you keep your uh, risk of dementia down when you get older. Set <laughs> proven facts on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking a uh, I'm taking a psycho a psychopharmacology. I have to sound it out. Psychopharmacology course right now. It's uh, brain and um, drugs and the behavior between the two. And uh, long story short, I just did the alcohol units and it said, yeah, one to three drinks a night. Doesn't matter what, what they are. Wine, tequila, vodka, doesn't matter. One to three drinks a night lowers the risk of dementia significantly and heart disease, heart failure, all that stuff. True story. That's a, that's a fun fact about bet you not <laughs> write them down, write them down, sir. I can, this can be a side note on the podcast. I can give little health tips. <laughs> alcoholic should be in really good shape yeah but the thing though is don't take that you can't just spin that and and you know oh i'll have eight drinks that doesn't work it actually reverses the effects and increases so you can you have to keep it within yeah one to three you got to be responsible right that's gotcha lowers your blood pressure but you just you name it it helps you out so just shotgun one before you go to sleep and then you're pretty honestly i have done it before (laughs) 
Another side note, little fun story here. So our stove broke about three weeks ago. We had one of those fancy ass like what are the what are they called? The, the, the tops that only like certain pots can work on. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you know you you can touch the stove when it's on with your bare hand and it's not hot, but like you you put the pot on and the water will boil. Yeah, that blew me away when you showed me that. I was insane. yeah. Don't even. Oh yeah. So yeah, I've showed you. So anyway, so it broke. We used the boost setting too much, and apparently it's like a faulty fuse in the back. We're getting real scientific here. Long story short, it blew. Couldn't figure out a way to fix it. Tyler steps in, found a guy in Montreal. We have to take the whole thing apart, ship it to the guy. You pay two hundred dollars. He sends it back with a one year warranty. Somehow I don't know how he covers that, but he does. <laughs> Anyway, so this guy, this guy at his little garage shop, sends it back, and we just finished installing it today because we again we've been living three weeks, people, without without a stove. Like I'm cooking, I'm cooking like potatoes in the microwave, <laughs> like to get them to like I know literally I made mashed potatoes last night, and it took me forty five minutes of microwaving them. <laughs> oh my god! To, to get them nice, and then they still they're like crunchy. So we've been living this way. We've been living large here. But we um we got it done, we got it fixed, just finished putting the final screws in moment before we started this, and it works. So if you guys anybody needs um your stove repaired, call me. Call it up. Me and my, my roommate. Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll be the middleman. We'll charge a small service fee because we know the guy. We'll ship it off to Montreal. And in like three weeks' time, you'll have a new stove. Okay, so we talked about Fox. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention with Fox. Do you want to talk about like like so? The loophole in the entry or in the uh, the CBA. What's your thoughts? Like, because I feel like we might have different opinions. Because obviously, I being the Flames fan of the podcast, I have a certain opinion about specifically Adam Fox because we drafted him. We had his rights for three years, and he just did the 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 poop hole loophole, as you will, <laughs> and and uh, Bing Bang boomed himself <laughs> to uh, to New York. So college guys can just be like, yeah, I'm. Dra- I get. I don't. Doesn't matter. I can just put in my three years and then become a UFA and sign wherever I want. Like, yeah, he trade. He was traded there, but that's where he was going anyway. I feel like you take those three years. What if you go downhill, or what if you get hurt? Then no, it's a gamble for sure. But I just think that it's you don't care. Like you think it's like yeah, it's fine. It's just part of the CBA. I don't have an issue with it. You don't like, care. All right. I'm more see, and I'm more of the I'm I'm obsessed with like the ca- anything cap related. I'm the the cap statistician is if as you will. So I'm I'm um obsessed with that sort of thing. I just I don't know. I think it's I don't necessarily think we should like they should change it. I just think it's interesting that like that you can just choose and I'm just not gonna sign with you guys, it doesn't matter. And I can just walk and sign wherever who did that with Chicago? Mm-hmm. Remember a few years ago, who was that? It wasn't Jimmy Hayes, was Beasy it? Did it with oh, Vesey. Jimmy Vesey did, the... did it, yeah. There you go. There's an example. I don't know. It's fine. I just think it's interesting. Anywho, doesn't really matter. Adam Fox is legit. Sign it. Book it now. Going to win the Norris back-to-back years. You can just lock that ticket in right now. <sighs> Cole Caulfield. That's a, that's a tough one for Montreal. Is Montreal good? <laughs> no. You want to talk about Montreal? Uh, well... They're, I don't think they're as bad as they played, but I so still that's think- yeah. So that's what I had wrote down. So let's we. I feel like we can agree they were not the second best team in hockey yet, like last year, mm-hmm. not even close. Like we, the Flames, for example, they played them four. They played them six times in the final three weeks. It was ridiculous, and we beat them four times. Like they and the games weren't close. Like mm-hmm. they they were now and the Flames were not a playoff team, but Montreal 
squeaked in. Like it's just one of those things. And then you factor in the fact that like moments before their before puck drop to start the regular season, Carey Price takes a leave of absence. Well, like obviously isn't coming back anytime soon. That's literally your most important position on the team. So he's gone. I read somewhere he could be back relatively soon. I don't remember where I seen it though. Oh, right on. Well, I mean, that would help them, but at this point, would it? Because at this point, you're already so far back. Just leave it. Go get a high draft pick. Go get your guy. Shane Wright, come on down. Yeah. I mean, Arizona's probably got something to say about okay. that. Okay, we, we're going to leave Arizona just for a hot second. We're going to get to Arizona. But just to stick with Montreal. So they get they lose their goaltender in Carey Price, okay? Then you look at their back end, okay? So you, you lose Shea Weber permanently. He's not coming back. He's retiring. Well, he's going to go on long-term IR. But, you know, same, same shit, different pile. <laughs> and that's that's it like i'd look at their front end or their top they're like their forwards i there's nothing wrong with them i don't know i like i like duran i like Gallagher. i like anderson i like hoffman i like dvorak that was a you know that was a whole that's a whole different situation but i like dvorak nick suzuki great they've never had the ability to continuously score their offense has always been like really streaky between either really good or non-existent yeah you're right because like i mean that's Anderson, streaky. Duran, streaky. Hoffman, streaky. Toffoli, streaky. Well, it's even been that in the past. Yeah, with all, with Montreal as a whole and with those players individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make some good points there. Yeah, I just want to... So, are they a bottom feeder team? I think they'll turn it around, but I don't think they're coming all the way back. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. I mean, just no. say that right now. Like, they're not... Yeah, they have a lot of good teams to jump to even be in consideration. Like Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Boston, even the Devils at this point, Toronto. Those are all teams in the in the East that are out of the playoffs. Hopefully Toronto stays far out of that's no, exactly. You know, I think you and everyone else except for the people that live inside the heart of Toronto agree with that statement. Or any leaf media on earth. Just anywhere that's not part of that little area on Google Maps that is Toronto. Everywhere else is like, no, there's no chance. Everyone else is like, they're inside Toronto. They're crying because Mitch Marner up until yesterday hadn't done anything. And now they're praising that he's the best player on skates because he did a little spinner. Like he half fell in front of the other team's net and did a little spinny move and tucked it in the corner. They were making it a big deal. Like they beat Vegas when Vegas, their roster on the IR. 95% of their roster is on the IR right now. Like, yeah, geez, congrats. You beat Vegas's farm team. Okay, well, that was actually that's actually the next point I have wrote down here. So let's talk about Vegas real quick. So Carlson announced this week that he's out four to six weeks with a broken foot. That's real good. Um, let's just I'm just gonna run through the list of people that are on the IR for you. Okay, got Carlson, we got Stone, we got Patrick and White Cloud. Um, just on that's on the IR. We also have Patrick and Tuck on long term IR. So that is legitimately most of their core, right there. All not playing hockey. No one, Patrick, can't catch a break. That guy spends like, ever since he's gotten drafted. I feel like was he was he the first overall pick or was he second? Second, he sure went before. What him. year was that? 2018? 19? 18? 18, I think. Those like 17, 18, 19 all clumped together. I don't know who went first or second. I don't know. I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, let alone who got drafted in 2018 or 2019. <laughs> I laugh, but honestly, I don't think I could either. You want to hear my fun fact? I just I see Yeah, let's hear it. Drysido with his 20th point in only his ninth game of the season. The last player to do that was Lemieux and Yager in 1996. 
What's more wild is the fact that they both did it. Like, and I, I they both, they were both with the pens, obviously, in 92, yeah. 92, 93? 96. Oh, 96. Were they, they were still both with the pens? Uh, I think so. Was Yager? I would assume so. Yeah, I think, oh, I mean, Lemieux obviously was. Yager, yeah, Yager would have been too. Let's pretend that we have some listeners right now. Folks, just keep in mind that we were born in 95, so we would have been one years old in this season. So don't shit on us that we don't know this. Oh, non-sport or non-hockey related. Yeah, let's um, see. Yep. The Braves won the World Series yesterday. I saw that. Uh, first time er, since 1995 that they've won the World Series. So they uh, they won it the year we were born, and now they won it. Nah, I was going to say the year we would die. We're going to die. That's dark. That's <laughs> we really packed dark. it in only. Don't tell your mom you said that. You said she doesn't like the dark humor. No, she would not appreciate that joke. Oh, that's an unfortunate joke, sir. Dash one. Dash one. A tough bounce. We're, uh, yeah. After that one. That's okay. We'll bounce back. You'll bounce back. Um, I had a thought. Now you ruined it with your stupid death comment. That's my bad. That's fine. Um, what was anyway? Go here. Let's go. Just go back to Vegas here. So, if you're in the shoes of the Vegas Golden Knights, who ever since they came into the league, they've had 17 horseshoes up their ass, and they just keep winning hockey games, and they keep making the trades, and they keep winning every trade that they get, and every player that they pick seems to turn into gold. Um, what do you do? Do you, cause that's, I'm, I'm kind of transitioning to Eichel here. So what do you do? Like, I, and I guess we could just leapfrog to the Eichel thing. So obviously, so there's two teams left that are rumored to be in the Jack Eichel sweepstakes, Calgary and Vegas. I don't understand their angle. I don't, I don't understand what the point of it is. They're four and five through, through the first nine. I guess you can take it away from here and see what your thoughts are. I'd say I don't understand it <clears throat> from either team's angle because Vegas, he doesn't help you now. He's not back for three to four months at least. So he doesn't give you help now and you're going to have to get rid of roster players to keep to get him. So technically you're making your team worse now to be better four months from now. And at that point, if you continue to suck, you're going to be so far out of the playoff race, it won't matter. Well, that's just it. They think that they're going to, I mean, the, the Pacific is the Pacific division. It's obviously not good, but you still have to maintain, like you need to be at probably at least a 500 team to getting Eichel. You know what I mean? Like you need to be sitting <laughs> at 500 when Eichel gets back, even to be considered to get a playoff spot because the way you, you can pretend that it's going to be four teams from each division, but it's going to be five from the central and it's going to be three from the Pacific to make the playoffs. hundred percent. That's what it's going to be. And I mean, like it's a, it's a fast start for Edmonton and Calgary, but I, I you kind of look at everyone else there and you, you, we'll, we'll talk about Arizona, but Seattle isn't anywhere near what people thought they were going to be. I three, six and one. That's pretty standard. I don't like, I'm not surprised. Are you surprised by that? No, I'd, I think they lacked offensive scoring. Yeah, there's no one to put the puck in that. They got good defense, but I don't think their offense. Their goaltending has been subpar. Like, it, Grubauer should have been, like, he should be better than he is. Yeah. Um, LA, they unfortunate injury to Byfield early. That's That doesn't help their odds. But then, so my point is, is then, you know, then there's Vegas at four and five. And then like they, they, they'd have to leapfrog Anaheim and San Jose, which San Jose is surprising a lot of people. But yeah, the point is, if you trade, but based on what Buffalo is asking, is they're asking for a legitimate piece on your roster to be part of the trade. So you're going to have to trade a good chunk of your offense that you've already, you've already lost six or seven guys 
the, like how do they think they're going to get put pucks in the net to maintain a 500 record to get to Eichel? Well, and Vegas is so strapped to the cap too. They got to get rid of like a. They lot. would have to offload more, they, and then they have to stay afloat to get them. It just doesn't make any sense for me, unless they've already decided nine games into the year, we're just going to ride this out, and then we'll have him for four more years after that. Which to me doesn't make any sense, given the strength of, of the Pacific Division. That's the only. That's the only thing that even makes it make kind of sense. Like you, you've pretty much cut your loss with this season and admitted it's just not it. It's funny because he makes $10 million, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's attractive in the sense that like you, you, you've locked in a top five center of the, in the league for $10 million for the next four years. Like there's no, there's no question, right? Like it's, it's, it's a lot of money, but it, that's the only angle I can see. I was thinking about that before we, we got on here and that's exactly my thoughts is that's like, they've already decided they're just going to yeet the season into the sunset. Mine, I have the same issue with Calgary, though. Like, I don't understand their aspect either. I mean, I'm not a Flames fan, but, like, you're getting rid of roster players for a guy that's not going to play for four months when your team's playing good right now. That doesn't make sense to so me. So I agree in the sense that, like, because so obviously I'm the Flames fan of the of the, of the the podcast. So I obviously have spent literally today I had to plug my phone in. It's a brand new, brand new iPhone. I had to plug it in at around 4.30 this afternoon because I was on it all day refreshing Twitter because all the rumors were coming in. So obviously I've been, I've been kind of keeping track of it. So you're right in the sense that like we have, so because in Buffalo, let's back up. Buffalo comes out of the gate hot, which hurts this trade because now they're looking at it going, well, actually we don't want only futures. We would like a roster player. We want someone who can play right now. So that's why the Kachuk rumors have been in there. That's why Monahan's in there. But from a flames perspective, I agree. Cause like, why fuck a good like why fuck up a good thing right like they're what are they six one and two out of the gate best start since 2001 why do you want to get rid of a good chunk of your core for three months and try to hold the hold the fort down until this new player comes in and messes up the chemistry so i I agree with you in that sense but on the other hand i kind of agree with like i'm probably gonna what's the word what's the saying ruffle some feathers i'm gonna ruffle some feathers here with with this but i I was in with Kachuk being part of the trade because what a lot of people don't realize is that he's an RFA at the end of this year, which obviously we have his rights, but his qualifying offer is $9 million. And then all he needs to do is sign a one-year deal and he walks into unrestricted free agency. So we could lose him for nothing. I'm honestly, we, we can't really afford him anyway. Like a winger that's kind of like he, he's Kachuk. There's no one else like him, but you know, he's probably a 60 point guy that draws a lot of penalties. I don't know. I'd rather pay Eichel $10 million than Kachuk $9 million. You know what I mean? So in the sense that you have to give up Kachuk right now, I, that's it's tough. But if if there's a way that we can, so like so like I said, stay afloat, then I can I can see that side too. Because like I said, Eichel has four more years left on his deal, right? So it's like you're, you're hoping this year will work out, but it's actually you're making a trade for the next four years after it. It's not a now move, right? It's, it's, it's a in the future move. So I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I can see both sides of it. To me, I'd rather, like, if you're going off those two guys, I'd rather get rid of Monaghan. Oh, I think everyone would too, right? I feel like he just doesn't, he's he's not bad, but he's not, not what he, I wouldn't say not what he used to be, but he's not. Well, then you're, no, you're right though. He is not what he used to be. And here's another thing too, is he's a centerman. Eichel's a centerman. Kachuk's a winger. So it would make logical sense to trade Monaghan, right? But I just don't know if Buffalo's going, yeah, we want Monaghan. I don't know. It could be that, like, because I guess, 
it was Kevin Weeks that reported it. And I'll, I'll just read off what he what he said. It's, it was Kachuk, uh, um, a first round pick coming up this next year, um, a previous first round pick, which all fingers point to Valimaki, who has underperformed up to this point in his career, um, and two prospects is is what he what he reported. But since then, Elliot Friedman said on uh, Tim and Tim and Friends <clears throat> that um, he's never heard Kachuk's name in any any um, trade rumors with Buffalo. So I don't know what that was about. I don't know if that's legit. I don't know. I don't know much about it other than that. But all I've heard was Monahan. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that was Buffalo's ask because it seems really high. Yeah, I've seen one that they said Theodore would have been a guy out of Vegas, and that would be a horrible Huge. mistake for Vegas. It would be stupid because then, like you're saying, you're giving up a guy from the majority of this year, and they're basically writing it off. And then you're you're locking into a guy that's making ten million up the middle when you already have like next season everyone's going to be healthy. Yeah. So then you're going to have to. Then besides, I guess obviously Petrangelo, but Theodore's. I would say Theodore's probably their most valuable asset. I would say maybe a bit better. Hey, would you agree? I think Theodore's probably their biggest asset. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lose him, especially because then that really narrows your defense down to Petrangelo and Martinez, and that's pretty much it. Martinez is thirty-four. Petrangelo is thirty-one, making eight point eight for thirty-five years. But yeah, they're right. And then that, like, that's Theodore's your guy. Like, he is the go to guy. He's the guy that's running the power play. He's, he's doing everything for that team. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You trade him and then you got Eichel. You have William Carlson. You, obviously, they probably make moves and stuff like that. Right. But you'd have William Carlson. I'm just talking about centerman here. So we have Eichel. They'd have Carlson. They would have Stone. They would have Nolan Patrick. They would have. Well, Patrick is not a not a sentiment. That's my bad. But my point is, they'd ha- like they'd have to move somebody to look for getting another Theodore. Yeah, which I don't know if you, like most people know this, but defense that can produce like that and defend don't come don't, they don't come along very often. No, absolutely not. That's just my two cents. I don't know, and it obviously I'm the Flames fan, so I'm biased. But to me, it makes more sense for the Flames. Than Vegas, just given their whole situation, given their cap situation, given where they're at, that's just my two cents. You think Calgary's going to continue to play at the pace they're at? Oh, I just saw Whitney's tweet about moving back to Edmonton. <laughs> I'm moving Ryan Whitney. I'm moving back to Edmonton for playoffs. They are a full blown wagon. Cactus Club and Oilers wins. What a life! <laughs> that's funny. Uh, your question, sorry. What, do I think they can maintain this? Mm-hmm. Dude, I actually, so I'm going to give a shout out here to this. It's Evolving Hockey. Do you follow them on Twitter? No, I don't. I've seen some of their stuff, but I don't. Okay, so them. I actually subscribed to their, like, their paid subscription to their website, right? I think it was like 30 bucks for the year or something. Really cheap. Anyway, I, I actually, like, so I follow it, and every day, you know, they update their games live, like, as they happen, and then they upload every night to, to their, like, the whole season picture. Anyway, mm-hmm. they like they have all the underlying things, and I'm not a I'm not a genius on these things. But anyway, like I understand what Corsi is, and I understand what expected goals for and against obviously is right. But I don't know it to that extent. So the graphs really helped me. But anyways, like they're on the Flames' underlying numbers are fantastic. Like in terms of like this season so far, it goes Florida and then it goes us, and like every graph that they show. Front, like so, I guess the answer to your question, I don't know. Like I do, I think they're a six one and two team the rest of the way through. No. I don't think so, but I think they're I I think they're a legitimate playoff team. I think you know? they're I think they're better than they were last year. I don't know if they're 
as good puck as they- their puck possession numbers are way different. Like it, they were in the 20, like they were around 20th with uh, Jeff Ward on the bench. Daryl Sutter, they're second in the league. Like it's like they're it's a absolute and I'm again I'm biased. I'm a Flames fan. Do I think they're a top five team in the NHL? I don't think so. But I think they're like I say, I think they're a legitimate playoff team. Like I don't do I think they're gonna do I do should I book a Stanley Cup final ticket? No, I don't I don't think so. But I think that given the Pacific Division too, like who would you put above them right now? It's true. Like the Oilers, I guess, pretty much would that's be that's it. I don't know. For me, like I San Jose, like I mean, that's a big question mark. I don't know where the heck they're coming from. Like they I got a bunch of young guys. I don't think they're. I don't think they're legit. They're that's the thing. Either. So Vegas is gonna. They're gonna get healthy. It's an 82 game season. They're gonna get healthy and they're gonna win games and they're gonna be up there. But the fact they're they're injured and that's the reality of a season, right? So I don't. Who's are they gonna catch Calgary by the time they're healthy? Yeah, as long as Calgary banks the points now. Like they're like like well they're lit, they're already what are they here? Let me just check the standings. I have it open here. They're they're already six points ahead of that of Vegas, right? That's three wins. Yeah, I mean that lot can change, right? But I, long story short, I, I I think the Flames are a playoff team. I guess we'll see. And yeah, I, I Edmonton. Let's let's switch gears for a second here. Sad they wrote down too. Edmonton has surprised me, big time. I guess you're the Oiler fan of the of the podcast here, so I would like let's get your take on it. I would say they surprised me. Just like the defense was, I I still think they were going to do good, but I don't think. Eight and one or nine and one, whatever they are now after today. I don't they're I don't think they'd be that good, but Keith Yeah, they're and, not gonna keep that up. CC have played a lot better than I thought they would have. That's a big one. That's a big thing. If you can have because they're what are they are they the second pairing or third? Yeah, second. They're second, second right yeah. now. See, nurse, you can have nurse Bouchard, Keith CC, and then Barry, and it kind of rotates between Russell and Slater Cuckoo. Yeah, and does Barry run your first power player or your second? Barry's on the first one. Still. First one, yeah, that makes that. That's awesome to have. Hey, have that guy that can just sit third line minutes. He's not good defensively, and you can just come in and run a power play with those four guys up front. <laughs> what I like mean, about let me just jump in. Here. What I like about Ed, sorry, you know what? You go ahead. Go ahead. You're the Oiler fan here. No, it's a stat night for him on the power play with those guys. Just give him the puck. Oh my god, that's all he has to do. He doesn't have to do much. Um, what I was gonna say, what I like, and I want to see more teams do it. I like that they just run them for two minutes. Like I, I like they don't always do it right, but like they're like you know it's not typical. It's not not typical to see Edmonton get a power play and have those five guys on the ice for two minutes. Well, usually the only change they'll make is sometimes they'll flip. They'll take Barry off and put Nurse, but that's usually like the only change they'll make. And I think that like, why not? You're not running up and down the ice generally. Like if, if if you're getting a lot of clears and you have to skate up and down, there's a lot of like neutral zone play and that kind of thing. I can see like, yeah, you're going to put your second unit out. But if they have puck possession in the in the offensive zone, moving it around, getting shots on net, why 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 take them off? Like why if they if you if if the other team goalie covers it up, why do you need your second power play unit to come out? They're not tired. They're not gassed. No. I don't know. I, I like it. I think it's a great thing because it's let your best players play. Well, and I mean, when you think about it, when you have a power play, that's that good. They're you put them out there for two minutes. They're going to get chances to score. 50% of the time <laughs> roughly is what they're operating at right now, which is stupid. They're obviously not going to keep a 48%, whatever they're at right now. They're not going to keep that up throughout the whole year, but, but I don't, but what I was going to say, I see your face, but I, what, I don't think they're going to go below 40 though. 
I don't, I don't with those two guys on the ice and how they find each other. I don't, I don't think it's going to go low. Okay. Let's play a game. Okay. Let's play a game. What do they get to those two? Let's pretend that not, neither get injured. Knock on wood right here. I'll do it for you. What do they get to for points? I think if you looked at their numbers last year, like prorated it over 82, I think they're going to get over 150 each Connor for sure. But Connor for I mean, sure. if Leon keeps playing the way he has a hundred percent of both of them. And the guy, like, I have a lot of respect for that guy because I'm a Flames fan, so it's very hard for me to, to see it. But he kills penalties. Like, he's not just a, I'm going to sit in front of the net and tap in the one-timers from McDavid. Like, he he kills penalties, and he takes a regular shift. Like, people give him a lot of slack for, for a lot of shit, sorry, for uh, for being his like his uh, second-hand man, but he, does his, he holds his own. No, 100%. And I mean, he's you can't legit. really say he's a second-hand man when he's the he's, guy that <laughs> McDavid's goals all the time, too. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, he, like, he's actually, if you look at it right now, there's only one guy sitting in first in the league, and it's not McDavid. Exactly. 20 points in nine games, is that good? <laughs> not bad. Let me just get my calculator out here. Times that by 82. 182 points. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good I idea, say I mean. he does it. <laughs> book it at Edmonton. Edmonton fans, book it. He's going to get 182 points. Connor's going to step it up. He's going to get 200. <laughs> book it now. They're gonna, not going to lose the rest of the year. 81 and one 81 and one. You can guarantee it. No, now it's an interesting year. Let's... Now flip it though. Is Arizona going to go low in 82? <laughs> okay. Hold on. We could do if we, okay. If this wasn't our first podcast and we had some followers and actually we're having like more than six people listen to this episode, we could do a poll and say, what's more likely. And it would be a legitimate conversation. Would it like, what would be more likely Arizona win a game or Edmonton not lose again? Which one would happen? <laughs> Okay, I got a flip side for you. Okay. Go through Arizona's schedule right now. Will the Coyotes go 0-82? Well, 0-81-1, right? Because they have the one overtime loss. They, oh. have, they do have the one point. On so they the can't year. go straight 0-82. They aren't going to go 80. But like from here on out, do you think... like ugh, This is a stupid question, but if you look through the schedule, right? When could they get their first win? I mean... They, like, it could be as early as this weekend. They got a back to back. They play Anaheim and Seattle. Like those are two potential wins. Mm, I don't. I don't know. Not for them. Yeah, but like you compare it to like when playing against Edmonton or playing against Florida. Like all it takes. It's it's a stupid conversation, but I like. So I, I'll ask you again. Like on, I want to like actually answer. So what what do you think is mo- what what would be more likely? Like Edmonton not losing again or Arizona winning? Well. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the hilarious factor I'd like to say Arizona not winning, but it's gonna be Arizona winning because I know Edmonton's bound to mess up at some point. Well, they're both that's both it's gonna happen, but I just think that's a funny like Arizona's bad. Like yeah. I don't remember a, a time that I've knowingly went into a year and went, This team is going to be one of the worst teams NHL has ever seen. Cool. They're goalie. Like I'm pretty sure no one on planet Earth has heard. Well, let's he put is. it this way they have two goalies. If you add up their salaries, it's less than most teams' backups make. They both make league minimum seven fifty thousand a year. Like they signed Carter Carter Hutton to be their guy, and he's hurt now. So now, oh, it did is he? I didn't even know that. So now they have their AHL guy, and then their guy, Karel Vegmelka. Yeah, exactly. Say that five times, and uh, yeah, I don't even know who that was. So no, exactly. No, okay. I'm just on there. I'm on cat friendly here. I'm just gonna look. Also, I wanted to point out that like. You know, if if any team wants to take notes about how to rebuild, 
take one out of Arizona's book here. They got 23, they have a 23-man roster, right? 17 of them are expiring contracts. 17. Okay? They have three first-round picks in this coming draft. They have five second-round picks in the draft. Like, that's how you rebuild. Prospect pool is good, too. Yeah, it's not bad. But, like, how can you imagine me and Clayton Keller right now? You know that? You know that? Um, what's what, It's um, that meme from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Will, Will Smith is standing alone in, in the... <laughs> In the in in the living room of their house there, and there's like no furniture, and he's like looking sad, and I'm like, where'd everybody go at the end? You at the end of their thing, I feel worse for Phil the Thrill. Oh man, don't even worry about Phil the Thrill. He's had his. Did he, he won a cup, right? Yeah, he's got two back to no, not back to. Yeah, no, he had back to back with the pens, didn't he? I uh, dude, that's a thing. I don't remember. This is like it's that long ago now. I think it was back to back with the Penguins. Yeah, I don't. I guess. Uh, anyway, he has a cup, so don't worry about it. He's got his cup. He's got his hot dogs that people like to make fun of him for. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but get him out of there. Get him somewhere. Give him. A well, he's a pending he's UFA. Got. He's going to get traded at the deadline to a legitimate contender for a fourth round pick. Fill the thrill, riding shotgun with Connor. <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. Don't. That's not happening. But no, they Arizona. Let's just take a look here. They got. You know, it's not even worth looking at. Good for them. The one trade I didn't understand is why did they trade for Shane Gossespierre? Did you look into that at all this summer? I think that's just... doesn't make any sense. Because they literally gave up an asset for him. Yeah, I don't know. Just, I mean, he's not a bad defenseman. But that's what I mean. Like, why would you, why would you get a, like, a decent defenseman that makes reasonable money? at a reasonable age to come and play for you. I just don't understand it. And a team that's like, <laughs> I can't even look at their cap friendly page. It's disgusting. Maybe they're thinking they're going to make a turnaround faster than we think. Yeah. They're going to pull a Buffalo. Look at that Buffalo. Are we, sh- should we plan the parade in Buffalo? Oh, I mean, once they get the Jack Eichel return, it's, oh, dude. it's they, 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 here's Kate. Here's want to hear a thought. This is what I, I saw this on Twitter and I can't remember who the, who the person was. So I apologize, but he had a thought because he made a, you know, obviously there's a connection with, with Kachuk and St. Louis, right? So somehow get Kachuk from the flames with a package, whatever. Kachuk, a first round pick, Valimaki and a prospect. Bam. Send it over. We get Jack, the flames get Jack Eichel and Buffalo. Cause let's be honest, like Kachuk's probably not going to like the Kachuk's are the Kachuk's. They clearly like, Kachuk's like Matthew sat out. Brady sat out during negotiations. Their father did. There, he Matthew's not gonna. He's gonna do his one more year in Buffalo with his nine million dollar qualifying offer, and then he's walking to free agency, and signing wherever he wants. So this guy on Twitter said that it could flip him to St. Louis, and St. Louis can send them Tarasenko, Robert Thomas, and uh, and a A level prospect for Kachuk. And I'm like thinking to myself, Buffalo makes out like an absolute bandit on that trade. I don't know if I would do that if I was St. Louis, though. Well, it, again, it, it's not the point. I'm talking like, just this thing about from a Buffalo perspective for a second there. Like in that in that situation, you would get Tarasenko, you get Robert Thomas. Let's, let's just leave out the prospect. Tarasenko, Robert Thomas, you get a first round pick, you get Valimaki and an A level prospect from Calgary, all for Jack Eichel. Yeah, it'd be a huge, be a huge flip. That's uh, it. Wasn't didn't Ottawa do something similar with Matt Duchesne? Um, oh, no, because they got yeah, him, I and then I like think they, they played him for like a part of the year. We're gonna have to cut that. I sound like an idiot. 
Ottawa sucks so bad. I honestly don't can't say I've watched much of them. Do you expect more from them this year? It's early. Let's let's not deny that they're three five and one. But it, for me, I expected them to take a step. It's, I did, but also at the same time, their goaltending is horrible. Yeah, Murray's not not only mm, he's, he's been not. hurt. Like he's hurt all the time. He's made of glass. He's hurt again. That guy cannot stay in the crease. Well, let's quickly let's run through the the divisions here because I actually wanted to touch on that since we're kind of just doing general things and I'm I'm digging it. So we talked about the Pacific. That doesn't need to be talked about. Let's we didn't really touch on the Central at all. So let's let's go through there. So so um, as it's right now, we have St. Louis six and one. We have Winnipeg second with five and two record. Then we have Minnesota with six and three. Does any of that surprise you? St. Louis, I would be. It would surprise me a little bit. It's like St. Louis only lost one game, but like I don't know. I think St. Louis is good. You think they're six and one good? No, like I think no. they'd have a couple more losses. I mean, if you give them the extra two games in hand they have and put them at six and three, I think that's more fair. Yeah, it's probably more. Where, where you picture them being at this point in time? Avalanche being fifth for four and one. That's surprising. Well, they've been hit with COVID stuff too, hey, and injuries. Stars three, four, and two. That doesn't that, shock me. I don't think the stars are just they get a little bit worse every year. I think the stars are good. I think well, they, get, just, they got that Robertson kid. Is that his name? Robertson? Jared is mm. it what's his name? Yeah, Jason Robertson. Jason. And then uh then they have um Mr. Rope. Jason Robertson, Niagara Ice Dog. Is he? Yeah. That's your your roots. My neck of the woods. Your neck of the woods, man. Chicago one and eight. Uh, they're better one than one of that, my but... three current employers, actually. Some would say. Yeah, you you know the humble brag that you got three jobs. I'm just flex on you that I work for an OHL team. Um, Atlantic just... Division. Let's know. let's yeet over to the Atlantic because I wanted to touch on Detroit a little bit here. Um, hot out of the gate, and they're settling down. They're coming back down to earth. Four four and two now in ten games, but a little bit of bright side here. How do you say this guy's name? Is it Mortiz? Moritz. Moritz, Moritz, is it cider? Yeah, I should have practiced this before coming. That was the one of the few names I had no idea how to say. Say, what was his first name again? Mor- Moritz, Moritz cider, Moritz cider. I think so. That's uh, okay. Uh, rookie of the month, eight assists, nine games. Only other player to do that in Detroit history for a defenseman, uh, a guy named Nick Lidstrom. Ever heard of him? He had uh, seven assists in his first nine games. Mr. Cider. So basically, what I'm saying is you can plan. Basically everything that Nick Lidstrom did, you can assume that Cider is going to do it and better. Is basically no, what true. I'm saying. Like it's booked. No, but it's not eight assists in his first nine games. Like that's you. You can't write that. That's pretty good. Edged out uh, Lucas Raymond for Rookie of the Month, who also was. Uh, I guess he had what he had nine points. Yeah, he had nine points. Sorry, instead of eight, he had nine points. But uh, bright things ahead for Detroit. Um, nice. Not necessarily right now. I don't love. I didn't love their signing of Nedeljkovic. I didn't love that. I don't he's, think he's uh, he's fallen back down to earth big time. Oh, I didn't think he was. I I thought it was a bit of a fluke that he was carrying Carolina to what they, what he did. But um, yeah, what did what did they give him? They gave him like three year deal too. Hey, I'm Not the sure. cap. I'm the cap guy here. I should know this. I'm gonna look it up right now. But anyway, yeah, he um, Detroit. Good things ahead, but. Um, Safe to say they're not they're not a playoff team this year. You know my theory behind that though the the Nadelkovic thing. Hit me with it. Is you look at Carolina, and the last couple of years their goalies are good, but it's because their defense is rock solid. Yes, it's all it's, they're very it was defense minded system, right? Goalies are look, look good. At, look at Freddie Anderson. Yeah, he's what eight? No, dude, the guy like 
I thought Markstrom was red hot. Anderson's been better. I'd love to see Anderson win the best. Oh my God. It would be the greatest thing. Um, I was just looking for a stat for you here. Oh, his contract. Uh, two year, three million a year. That's that's fine. I don't hate the contract. I just don't like the signing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would love to see Anderson win the Vezina just to stick it to Toro- stick it to Toronto. Sorry, uh, Toronto fans. Once we get fans, no, I mean um, they ran him out of town. So to see him be seven and zero is a pretty nice. Slap well, Toronto, they just decide they hate somebody and then they're done. Okay, we talked about how shitty uh, Arizona is. Uh, I have literally on my notes, Arizona is terrible. 0-9-1, minus 29. 17 of the, yeah, we talked about their contract situation. Like, you think that that would give some incentive to play for a contract coming up, but they're just that bad. Anyway, rebuilding, that's good things there. Um, <laughs> let's talk about a guy named Sidney Crosby for a second. So... We all know him, one of the greatest players to ever play the game of hockey. He um, comes down with COVID after coming back from an injury. What was his wrist? Was it his wrist this summer? He had surgery on. So. It was his wrist, history. right? Yeah. So he's been he's been working his absolute tail off to get back in the lineup. Busts his ass, plays one game, no points, but solid outing. Comes down with a case of the COVIDs on the protocol. Can't catch a break. What's going on in Pittsburgh? What's in their water? COVID. It must be COVID. It's a disaster. Their whole team, like, it's just one of those things that it's, they can't get healthy. It's Malkin back yet? No, and I have a theory behind him that I don't think he's coming back. Well, I don't necessarily think that's, like, but it, just the way I see it, he's 35, okay? 35, he didn't play, what, what's his, let's, well, let's dive into it for a second. So he's 35 years old. He has one year left on his deal. He makes $9.5 million this year. He's at UFA after this year. No extension in place, obviously. He hasn't played a full year since 2008. The injuries hit them hard, though. They're eighth in the Metro. Yeah. Well, they all just Latang always injured. Crosby injured. Malkin always injured. It's one of those things. No, but my honestly, my theory last year, 33 games, he 20, 28 points. He's good. But I just, I have a feeling that he's 35, you know, and I, I don't, he's, he's Russian. I just think that there's something about it to me that he might just call it a day. I guess we'll find out. Especially if Pittsburgh isn't good. Yeah. Which their prospect pool is empty and they don't have a lot going on other than Crosby. That Petter was his name Pedersen? Yeah, Marcus Pedersen. Where did he come from, man? He's looking good. It's the it's the Penguins effect, man. They get guys that are just you've never heard of them and then they, and they come out of nowhere and then they are incredible. What do they draft him? Second round, 38th overall in 2014. He uh yeah, four points in in eight games this year. Pretty sure all four came against Toronto. Well, it's a good team to get them again. So I guess sorry, you can look at it that way. That was the one they beat. They won seven one. So they good. lost. It was a good night for anybody that's not a Leafs fan. Yeah, again, we're here. We are shitting on Leafs all over again. We talked about the Eichel things. Obviously, that's a that's an ongoing discussion. Like literally, as we were talking here, I'm I'm refreshing Twitter, and obviously, it's one in the morning in Buffalo, but. I've seen weirder things happen than a a major trade break in weird hours of the night. So nothing right now on that regard. Do you think it happens before Friday? What's it today? Thursday. Uh, Thursday. In it's it's midnight there for you. Yeah, it's Thursday. I don't think so. I think they heat it up every couple days, then it goes away. I don't see it happening. uh, So when when does it happen? I would say it happens in the next couple weeks, but at the same time, I don't. I don't. I. 
like I said, the team's going for them. I don't understand their logic, and I maybe they clue in that they're being dumb and don't do it. But the time crunch, I think, that is being felt by Buffalo. Not again; like they clearly do whatever they want because they have they don't give two fucks about Jack Eichel as a person at this point in time. Given that he they don't let him get the surgery that he needs to get. But anyway, he um based on the timeline right now and the recovery process that he would be back around the Olympics. Now it's pretty much a stretch that he would make, he would be ready for the Olympics. But if it does, if it happens in the next week, he could get the surgery right away and it could be possible. He would make the U S like he'd be ready to go for the U S team. So that's probably why there's a bit of a time crunch right now. That's what I would think given that it's November, being in November and the Olympics are what middle of February. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're an NHL team, why does that matter to you? No, but it's in Jack Eichel's corner, right? So I'm sure mm, yeah, they're yeah. feeling some extra pressure, right? Um, not again, not that that, not that Buffalo gives two fucks about that because it's been clearly evident that they do not. No. Um, where do you, where does he go? <sighs> so if you fucking say anything stupid like Edmonton, I'm gonna remove you from this podcast. No, I'm gonna go off the board. I don't want him in Edmonton. I. It's I I will get ripped to shreds for this by our two listeners we're gonna have. I don't honestly think like I think he's good, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's as good as people think he is. No, he's not McDavid. People compare him to McDavid, he's not. He's not. He's he's the second line to McDavid's first line. Like he's a good player, but I I I think if you put him on a team that has other offensive superstars, I don't think he's the guy like he's been in Buffalo. Okay. So where does he go? Stop beating around the bush. Where does he go? One team I don't want him to go to, I don't think it makes any sense, is Anaheim. I don't know why they're rumored to be in there, just because they have a lot of prospects. But why would they want him? It doesn't make any sense in terms of their timeline. Like, if you're a rebuilding team, rebuild. Don't go and re- get rid of most, like, half of the, the A-level prospects you have for a guy that's in his mid-20s. Yeah, I, to me... I think they're gonna. They would try the the speed rebuild with that one, but I don't think it would work because they. I, they're not try. ready. They're not there though. You know what I mean? Like the Rangers can do it. They, the Rangers did it because they're the Rangers and they they had the right pieces at the right time. Anaheim, I'm looking at them. They're they're they don't have what it is. They don't have what it takes to to do a quick rebuild. See, I would love the one that was always out there at the start, the Rangers. I would love to see that, but there's no way that happens. It anymore. doesn't work, especially with with the extension just now, too, right? I don't. They, they, I, we talked about the beginning of the podcast, like the they have forty four point one million dollars for five guys. Yeah, like well, it's the Toronto sense. Maple Leaf situation, all except five guys instead of four. God, that's insane. They have that much tied up with four guys in Toronto, eh? <laughs> the Leafs gotta love them. God. We keep going there. We can't talk. We can't talk shit about them. So, uh, you, what did you pick the Rangers? No, I think I would go some dark horses. I would like Give to me see here. We talk, clocks are ticking. That what is it? Where are we? What is it? I think the Kings could the be Kings? a dark horse for okay. him because they're in kind of a spot where I think he could help them win decently soon next if they year. Goalie. Yeah. Another what do you, one? you don't think that that what's his name is his, what's his last name? Campbell? No, Pat Peterson. Pet Peterson. Yeah. Do you think he's good? I think he's good. I just I don't know if he's the guy that's going to get you. He's not Jonathan Quick at 22 years old, right? Like he's not going to be the next Jonathan Quick. And if you're if you're going Eichel, you're going to want to be winning somewhat next soon. year. You you don't want to win this year if you're if you're LA getting Jack Eichel. You're not going to win this year, but you want to win next year because yeah. you you got you Quinton Byfield's going to be there next year, and you got Eichel. Oh, that's a scary. Kirk coming up next year. That's a, from the states. Yeah, that's a scary combo. 
They do have some cap trouble still, though. You know who? It's this one. It's a reach. Not won't happen. The Senators. I would love to see the Senators. I have always wondered. I've all because they're kind of at that point, right, where they've been rebuilding and they're done, right? Like Like they're they're, you. If you're the Senators, you make your swing and go Eichel without getting rid of the main pieces of their core. There, your main core guys. Like you can get rid of some. You have they have a lot of top level prospects. Get rid of some of those. Yep. And then you go and take another swing and you solidify your goal that you're confident can split with Murray or play when Murray's hurt. I think they would be a pretty solid team. God, they could just get rid of Murray, but unfortunately they've, they're have they stuck with him because he sucks and he makes 6.3 a year. Yeah, it's a tough bounce. Yeah, tough dash one for them. No, I agree with you. Ottawa would be a dark horse, but I don't see it happen. And the thing is they have enough cap room to just bring him in straight up. Wings could be another one too. That would yeah, be a dark horse. Eisenman too. wouldn't do it though because he wouldn't over. He's got a he's got a process, right? Like, there's no oh, chance. Eisenman would win the trade somehow. He would yeah, he would lose. somehow find some some something to blackmail them on, and he'd end up getting them for a second round pick three years from now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how he does what he does. Him like, and Joe Sackick both are just Joe Sackick means business too. Although wizards. I don't know how they do what they do. Colorado, it's they, they were always like for years and years, they've been like a team that has all the cap space and they've managed the cap so well and everything's been peachy there, but they're like their guys are getting a little older. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go with the rumors from the summer, cross Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, there. how sick how sick would that be? <laughs> It's never gonna happen, but Crosby and McKinnon together on a team Crosby, that's not McKinnon, named that's yeah, that's not named Team Canada. Crosby, McKinnon, Rantanen, top line would yeah. be it would be pretty nice. Pretty pretty point five not bad, as they say, back yeah. in our hometown. Okay, now, so who's your who's your pick? I'm not gonna be a homer and say Calgary. Because that's who I honestly, deep down, I think I, I, if there's this much rumors out for, I think that the deal's pretty much in place. They're just dotting the, dotting the I's and crossing the T's, in my opinion. But I'll pick another team. I'll go off the board here. Um, I liked your Ottawa pick. Seattle was one if they came out of the gate hot. I could have thought maybe, but let's pretend for a second that they went six and three instead of three and six that I could have seen them being like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Let's go get our 25 year old centerman. And now we have our franchise player that we didn't have to draft. Yeah. Right. So I, you know what, that, that would have been it, but I'm going to go, I'm going to like, it's boring, but I'm going to say the same as you Ottawa, because I, it, to me, it's either going to be Calgary or it's going to be some team like Ottawa. Yeah. It's going to be one. Nobody expects, but I think it's going to happen in the next 24 hours. Hmm. You're more confident. Call it now. Let's see how long it takes me to edit this motherfucker. Eichel might be traded before this goes out. Yeah, that I will be willing to bet that one. <laughs> I don't know. It might take me a while to edit. Okay, so I guess we'll just finish off with our picks. Uh, every episode, we're going to end with with uh, each of us picking two games each where we're going to decide or pick who's going to win, and then we're going to keep track throughout the year to see who does better. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first, sir? Have at her. Have at her. Okay. Uh, okay. So I've got both my games are coming up tomorrow on Thursday. I guess that would be today, given for the three fans that are listening. Um, okay. So I'm going to pick Buffalo over Seattle. The odds right now are plus 135. I just think that based on Buffalo, how Buffalo's playing and how Seattle's playing, I think that that's potentially some pretty good money making situation there. 
And I have the odds aren't out yet, but I have Philly over the pens. Just the pens can't catch a break. They're kind of starting to, to fall a little bit. And I don't know. I like the Flyers. I think that they um they're gonna be a lot better than they were last year. So I I like I like that there. So I'm gonna take the Buffalo Buffalo over Seattle and Philly over the pens. So I'm going Senators over the Golden Knights tomorrow because Golden Knights are not so hot. And then Saturday, I am going with the Leafs' mortal enemy, the Boston Bruins, over the Leafs because it's (laughs) the first time the Leafs have played the Bruins in a long time. And let's be honest, they do not play well against them. So I'm going Bruins on Saturday against the Leafs and Senators against the Knights tomorrow. How far do you fucking live from Toronto? Uh, Like an hour. About an hour and a little bit. Like, and you, you just, you want to be public enemy number one there. Yeah. I love it. So you're taking Ottawa, you're taking Ottawa and you're taking Boston. Yep. Honestly, I get behind both those picks. I don't see how we aren't going to go four and oh, going into to, to the, we, to the next what do you, what does the winner get at the end of the year? Who wins? So are we, I guess, so I wasn't going to plan on doing this, but I actually like that. So we pick, is it, I'll just stick to two games each time. We'll keep track. I don't know. Winner. We could, what do you, okay. So I guess it's a bet. What do you, let's think about it. Let's, we'll reveal that next podcast. Let's think about it. Yeah, so I want to, I want to do something good. Like the loser has to do something dumb. Yeah. I'm up for that. Okay. So once a week, we're going to have a buddy of mine. Come on. We're going to bring him on next podcast. He's going to have a 15 minute segment called Tyler's takes. And we're going to play around with it. We're going to see how it goes. It's going to be interesting because he doesn't know a ton about hockey. But he knows enough to be part of a fantasy group or fantasy pool, and uh, he gets pretty fired up about it. So we're going to bring him on once a week for 15 minutes to talk about his fantasy pool and what's going and what's not. So that could be entertaining. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be entertaining anyway, bring some fun to this. But yeah, that's kind of, I guess it's kind of a segue to end the podcast here. I think that's a good start. Um, you know, a little shaky at a couple points, but I think this is something we could do. Hey, I, th- I think we'll, I think we could do this. I think we can get better. Mm-hmm. Watch the game notes, get it figured out. Watch, the, yeah, watch the game notes, take a couple notes, kick the ice, put some pucks on net, and get better and improve and ultimately uh, perform at a high level. Get some performance enhancers going. You will, no, I don't do those. No, yeah, I don't do, I don't do performance enhancing drugs. I'm all natural. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty much on every steroid under the sun. Except for, you know, when you listen to Spit and Chicklets and they talk about Roman swipes, I'm, I'm on those because I don't last long in bed at all. So, <laughs> yeah that's a it's a quick it's a it's a it's a hit and dip and and get out kind of thing with with me so it's sometimes not a marathon. yeah no it's a it's an absolute sprint so you know sometimes you gotta use those moments wipes they're not getting you get on there no it's full disclosure i've never used them but i, you know, I probably should <laughs> <laughs> hey well i'm gonna end the podcast there uh i guess for the two listeners that made it through this uh thanks for listening and um we'll we'll try again next uh next what are we doing so wednesday nights and sunday nights we're we're recording we'll see you on monday all right with that we're out